Hello, podcaster. I'm on my own today. Bex isn't here. I took a day off. So the next 20 minutes is kind of just me talking to myself, but also I get some fun callers on. Like people call in with the best stories. There's a lot about my surfing ability, which let's face it is not good. But apart from that, you're going to enjoy it. Plus you'll hear about the need for blood that this place has at the moment, which sounds creepier and more morbid than it is. Trust me, it's not that bad. Uh, And also I annoy Bex on his day off. Bit of fun. Enjoy. So you're in the digital age, eh? Too cool for the radio. So you've downloaded this. You've actually chosen to listen. Sorry in advance. But here goes Ellie and Bex. So I thought I'd take this opportunity to read to you from my diary. That's what everyone wants to hear on Tuesday afternoon, right? No, a couple of months ago, I bought my surfboard from the Kwana Surf Outlet, of course, always on sale. Um, And I've been trying to learn how to surf. And today I thought, you know what? I'm going to document my progress because I so far have not progressed at all. So maybe this will help me. So I started recording as soon as I got down there and ended up in a bit of a battle with a five-year-old. Have a listen. Let's go surfing now. Everybody's learning how. Come on a safari with me. Dear Surf Diary. Hello, Ellie here. Um, I thought that I'd check in with you today because I've made a little trip down to Alex. I've brought Wendy, my board, and uh, I'm going to try have a bit of a shred. But I just walked past a bunch of, like, teenagers, and I feel like they all were laughing at me. Like, it could just be coincidence, but they definitely laughed the moment that I walked past. That's okay. Once they see me shred my moves, it'll all be G. That's a surf term for good, just in case you don't know. Condition report for Alex. Look, it's pretty overcast. Swell's not huge. The way I like it, am I right? Here we go. I'm going to go take the plunge, see how much I can carve. It's another surf term. Um, it means do a good job on the waves. I think, I don't actually know. I just moved for my first shred. Um, surf term again. This surfing is really tiring. Like, I was only out there for about 10 minutes. I'm knackered. Is it supposed to be this tiring or are you supposed to be fit? I don't know. Um, but the one I did catch, pretty gnarly. That's what the surfers say when it's like, you look good on it. So I was hoping those teenagers would see it, but I think they've gone. I've noticed a little kid in a swimmer's cap, except the swimmer's cap is in the shape of like a shark fin. It's real cool. I wish I had one, because I feel like that would scare off any other sharks that came to eat me, you know? So I'm going to time going back in the water when he's in the water and see if I can beat him. I think he's about five, but that's okay. Well, let's see if I can beat this grom. Alright, round two's complete. I'm not going to lie. Um, shark cat kid stood up on every wave that he was pushed onto, whereas I did not. But I fell off and swallowed a mouthful of seaweed, so can he say that? Probably not. And also, now, I'm going to go for a coffee. Can he say that he's going to do that? Probably not, because kids shouldn't drink coffee, I think. I don't know, I'm not a parent. Um, all right, diary, speak to you again soon. Thank you. Bye. Keep shredding, keep gnarly, bro. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM. Bex has taken a day off today, technically, but that's not going to stop me from calling him right now, okay? Because huge news today, the... International Olympic Committee announced that they're going to be adding a new sport to the the agenda, the rundown, I don't really know what to call it, the list of sports basically, at the 2024 Paris Olympics. And that sport is breakdancing, which I'm all for. Go for it. 
going to be great. Uh, surfing, sport, climbing, also going to be there, um, along with skateboarding, which are actually already at Tokyo. So they've just reconfirmed that they're coming back. But when I saw this news, I thought of Bex because, as you know, uh, a couple of months ago, he took to the stage of the event centre Caloundra and performed a dance medley for everyone. Hip-hop was included. So I thought maybe he wants to compete at the Olympics. So I'm going to give him a call right now and let him know the good news. Yes, dear. Hey, Bud, how you doing? Good, good. What's up? I just, you already run out of things to talk about. No, no. I know that <laughs> you're having a day off today, so I'm sorry for yeah, bothering thanks. you. But I just I just called um, because I'm a, a good friend and I thought I should let you know that breakdancing is going to be an oh, event at the Olympics in 2024. And as a dancer yourself, I think you should yeah. go for it. Well, you know why? Yeah. I reckon I reckon I'm really good because every time I dance, I seem to break something. <laughs> I don't think that that's how it works. I don't think you just, like, do the sprinkler and then I, smash I'm, some karate blocks while you do it. In all seriousness, I am interested in your thoughts because you're an Olympics purist, as am I. I am, yeah. Uh, you know, nothing gets me more excited than seeing a bit of cross-country skiing at the Winter Olympics or perhaps a bit of pentathlon. Yeah, great. Uh, but what do you think about this? You know, I know it's a play to get younger people, but... Oh, Lord. Do you know what? I'm okay with it because I think that the Olympics should be the upper echelon of any sport in the world. And so why not add more sports to it and have that be the best oh, thing yeah, you can break win? Dancing. What's next? Bloody midday napping? No. You know, mowing the lawn? I mean, I'd be pretty good at um, the first one. Very. I'm going to have a crack at the uh, 400 square metre edging. I don't know what that is. Is that something to do with lawn mowing? Whippersnipper. Okay, of course it is. Excuse me, mate. You don't need to try the lawn mowing t- um, categories because you're a dancer now. You did your break. Da- you did your hip hop at the big break. Yes. So why can't you enter in break dancing? You got four years to prepare. Already got enough medals, mate. No, you, were you don't. You were there on the weekend. <laughs> oh, is this because you're staff member of the year? Just that. Ah, oh, mate. There's not an Olympic event for being a brown nosing. Employee, okay. What's the what's the Greek version of the you know for twelve of the pentathlons? Decathlon's ten, so whatever twelve is, that's how many months I was at the top of the chart. Vomit. All right, I'm leaving you to it. Here's me just trying to be a good friend and help you become an Olympic athlete and you just want to talk about being staff member of the year. Take five minutes off my annual leave. Yeah, all right, all right. Get back to it. See you, bud. Ellie and Beth. 91.9. You may have heard earlier in the show I played my surf diary from this morning because I've decided to start keeping a surf diary. I've had a board for a couple of months and I'm not very good at it. (laughs) I've been out a handful of times. I fall off a lot. But this morning was probably my worst experience. Um, I went down to Alex and let's face it, if you've seen the beach at all today, there is not a lot of swell around. Okay, so these waves were not big. But I was like, this is perfect for me. I'm a beginner. I can go out. I can give it a crack. And uh, there was also this like five-year-old kid next, next to me who was doing the same thing and he was absolutely killing it. So he stood me up, which was bad enough in itself. But I'm in there, I'm paddling, I'm getting up, I'm falling off, I'm getting up, I'm falling off. And at one stage, I got up, I fell off and I forgot to close my mouth. And if you went swimming at the beach this morning, you would have noticed that there was a lot of floating seaweed slash algae that must have been brought in from the storm last night. And so falling into the water with your mouth open was not ideal. So I went straight in and <laughs> sucked up a bunch of algae slash seaweedy disgustingness and it was all caught in my mouth. I had a bit caught in my teeth. 
I was like, how did it even get that far back? But regardless, uh, it's an example of something going wrong in the surf. And they are the stories I want from you this afternoon on 545-11919. I've got a voucher up for grabs to the Kiwana Surf Outlet, $50 worth, which can get you a whole bunch because they're always on sale. We say that all the time on this show. We've got a whole bunch of great stuff. So if you want the voucher, give me a call right now, 545-11919, with your stories about what went wrong in the surf. It could be anything from, like, a shot story or getting dumped, getting injured, getting embarrassed, whatever it is, give me a buzz right now. Tabitha, have you had something go wrong in the surf, my friend? Yes, me and my father went to Byron Bay and we were jumping under these massive waves. Mm-hmm. We are doing it for about 20 minutes and then I lost my bikini bottoms and they were never found again. <laughs> <laughs> and the worst thing was, it was my dad and that's so embarrassing. So then my dad had to go get a towel and then bring it to me so I could... Get the safety without the whole of Byron Bay saying, Mike, to Oh, that is so good. How could you not find them again? Have they just like been know. swept out to sea? Yeah, it was so big. Like, waves are that big that day. They just never were found again. And I was devastated because they're my favourite dogs. Like, yeah, exactly. 100%. Oh, my God. What did, <laughs> do, did you, do you and your dad ever speak of this story or is it something that's just uh, not uh, spoken every about? Every time we have get drunk on Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I still get red. <laughs> Fair enough. I would too, my friend. Oh, that is a cracking story. Thanks, Tabitha. Keep them coming. Uh, hey, let's move on to Brad from Maruchidor. Now, Brad, you're a surfer. Have you got a story for us about something going wrong in the surf? I'm not sure what story is the best one because I've got a few. What's Okay, what's the one you tell most at parties? The one I tell most about is, um, all right, so I'm, I was paddling along and, and as I've gone to, like, sort of put my hand back down to paddle, and um, I put my hand down, and as I looked over, the shark's mouth was actually right there. <gasps> what? What, like right next to your hand? Yeah, this is at Old Woman Island. <gasps> oh, my goodness. What type of shark was it? Do you know? I think it was, uh, I'm pretty sure it was just a um, black tip reef shark. Okay, can they eat people? Yeah, well, they, they are aggressive, but they aren't known to um, eat people, but they will attack you, yeah. So, like, what do your options kind of run through your head in that moment? You're like, okay, I can A, yep. swim away, B, be still, C, punch in the face. Like, is that what you're thinking at that yep. moment? Yeah. At that present time, I think what was uh, to my head is quickly get your, you know, get your feet up mm. and get your hands in. Um, and obviously just sit there and wait, wait for the best outcome. But then, um, yeah, the best outcome was I was only about 20 metres away from the rock. Well, it's not an easy place to get to, Old Woman Island as well, because there are a lot nah, of rocks. You don't have to scramble yeah. up. Yeah, and usually there's a big current that goes there. Um, oh, jeez. <laughs> so it sort of pushes you away from the island a, a, a lot more than it helps you anyway. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. So how quickly before you were on the island? Oh, I couldn't even blink my eyes. I was on the island. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't even breathe. I had, I had no time to think, no, no time to do nothing. Yeah, and um, like I said, I, I, don't, I don't know how, like, I didn't get any teeth marks or didn't get bitten or anything. I, I literally... It was like almost put my hand in its mouth for it. Yeah, jeez, Louise. And how long did it take you to get back in the water after that experience? Well, well the worst part was because I paddled over there from a jimba. Oh, from no. From the jimba beach. Yeah, I paddled over back. there. So, yeah, so my heart was beating, like beating the whole way from old woman back to the jimba. Oh, my. As you can imagine. Yeah. Nah, I would have called the Coast Guard and been like, oh, I need a lift. Come get me. Is there Uber for boats? Because. Yeah. <laughs> 
Well, no, the worst part about it was it was like um, it was like a week before uh, the cyclone season kicked in, so the surf was massive, and they couldn't actually send boats out of that stage. There was actually helicopters that, that were um, picking people up off the island because they were stranded there. Oh, my God. Okay, then the fact you went in the first place, you're crazy, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, yeah, like you said, I was by myself. I was, I'm, I'm super nice doing it by myself, but, um, yeah, I... It's hard to get good surf around this, you know, around that time of year. Oh yeah, well that's that's the most important thing. Who cares about the sharks? Am I right? You know, it doesn't even matter. Well, Brad, uh, you've just found yourself a fifty dollar voucher to spend at Koala Surf Outlet. So well done. Just don't buy something that might get you eaten. Okay, that's my advice. Ellie and Bex. And there's something hey that I'm pretty passionate about, and at the moment. We're facing a little bit of a shortage here on the Sunny Coast, and that is blood donations. Over 900 Sunny Coast blood donors are needed to give blood in the next three weeks before Christmas. So I thought I'd get Belinda from Lifeblood on to have a little chat about it. Hello, Belinda. Hello. Now, 900 people before Christmas. Is that what you guys are aiming for at this stage? Yeah, that's right. We've got 900 blood and plasma appointments that need to be filled. Um, so people can give a pretty special gift this Christmas and that's the gift of life, which is pretty a pretty amazing thing to be able to do. A hundred percent. Now, I, I only just started donating this year, but it's such an easy thing to do. And you tell you what, you feel like such a legend when you're doing it. You're like, I'm saving someone's life right now just by sitting and poking my yeah. arm out. <laughs> That's right. I mean, people don't realise how easy it is. And, it, you know, it only takes an hour of your time. But the donation itself, if it's a blood donation, it takes only 10 minutes. And, and then you get to relax and, and have a nice thing to eat and drink afterwards. And then really just get to get to relish in the fact that you've just saved someone's life. You know, it's, it's really how you really have changed someone's life by, by that selfless act. Yeah, it's so cool. You get a little message um, saying where your blood's gone afterwards. I get a message saying, oh, your blood's on its way to a patient in Brisbane Hospital. I'm like, whoa, that's crazy. Yeah, that's right. People love that. You find out where your blood's going. So when it's on, to, on its way to a hospital, wherever that might be across the state or even the country, mm. um, you'll know where that's gone to save someone's life. Why do you think there is such a shortage? at this time of year? I think we're all just so busy at this time of year and, and a lot of us take a break and spend some time with family or friends or maybe you're going to start to travel a little bit. But And I guess the, the, um, the thought of giving blood isn't always top of mind, but mm. the need for blood and plasma doesn't take a break, even when we do. So it's just really important to remind people that even though we're off having a little bit of a holiday, there are still those patients in hospitals needing blood right throughout the festive season. A hundred percent. And I always think, you know, this could be me one day who needs the blood or this could be a family member. I feel like everyone at some stage in their life is going to know someone who's needed a blood transfusion. So why not give back now and then you get good karma in the future? Yeah, good karma. One in three of us actually will need a blood or blood product in our lifetime. Yeah, right. So absolutely, if it's not us, it'll be someone we know. And the biggest use of blood is in the treatment of cancer. And, you know, 34% of all blood goes to cancer patients and their treatment. So it's so important. And it really, um, you know, will give the gift of life this festive season to someone in need. Well, if you've been considering giving blood, then now is definitely the time to do it. Uh, there are centres in Maroochydore and in Nambour. So make your appointment now and then feel good before Christmas. Belinda, thanks so much for joining me this Arvo. Thank you. Ellie and Bex. 91.9 CFM.